I'm Wayne Jacobson, and this is Engage. I'm excited about what I want to talk to you about today, because I think this is one of those things that really has helped my journey take hold. And that is the difference between doing things for God or doing things with God. If you're doing anything for God, anything at all, I want to tell you to stop doing it. Now, I know it's going to sound a little strange coming from someone like me. Stop doing stuff for God. Yes, God doesn't need you to do stuff for him. Our attempts to try and earn God's favor, curry his good side, get some blessings from him because of the stuff we want to do for him, or even people who want to build an international ministry for God, of course, or I want to do this so that God will have to do that for me. Whatever we do for God harkens back to the old creation. It's the way we used to live. It's the way that we were trained to live and the religious things that we were part of. But in reality, when we were doing things for God, we were actually doing them for ourselves because it actually made us feel better, made us feel like we were doing our part when they succeeded. And if we failed, then it was even worse. We didn't love God enough to do the very things we said we wanted to do for him. All that thinking throws us into the performance trap again, that religious obligation that says there are certain standards, certain expectations that God wants me to meet. If I meet them, he will bless me. He will be with me. He will speak to me. And if I don't do those things, then he won't. Here's the problem with that. When you're failing, when you're struggling, now you've got an excuse for God not to speak to you, not to care about you, not to be involved in that with you, because after all, it's your fault. And that's where religion, I think, is so heinous. And by religion, I mean man's attempts to earn God's approval. It's what we try to do for God. What Jesus offered us was the ability to walk with his Father, alongside him, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In other words, it wasn't about us doing things for them. God's already active in the world. God's already doing what he does. Jesus modeled that himself. He said, I only do the things I see the Father doing, and I only speak the things I hear the Father speaking. See, what we've got lost on this journey is thinking, by my performance, if I do enough good for God or good for his kingdom or good for something, then my life is going to work. But Jesus offered us something different, a relationship that allows us to walk with him. I think one thing that will help illustrate this is a story I heard from a man in England. He picked me up at the airport, took me to his home, and told me this story about taking his daughter every day after work, or every couple of days, down to the corner market to get milk. And he said every time she goes, she gets lost in exploring everything that's on the street. She's got to, when she gets to the store, buy her own little bottle of, of milk so it's her size rather than just the family size they all get for everyone else. And one day he felt like God just asked him, why do you take your daughter on these trips? And he just said, what do you mean, why do I take it? And the conversation, his discovery ensued. He became aware that he was taking his daughter, not because it was easier, not because it was quicker, not even because it was cheaper, but because he wanted to be with her. What God does in our world, he doesn't need us. Us being with him doesn't make it easier, doesn't make it cheaper, doesn't make it faster. But God wants to be with us. He wants to share what he does in the world with people who want to participate in that with him. But the mentality's got to shift. It's got to not be, I've got to do this for God and then whatever our dream, passion, vision is, try and beat it out. But instead, we can relax into, what is God asking me to be part of with him today? My prayer list in the mornings used to be, because I was trained this way, 
a, a full list of things to pray for. People I want God to bless. Things I want God to do. Wisdom I want him to give me. Pray, pray, pray. Ask for all these things. And I don't know about most of you. But when I had long prayer requests, I found most of them were the same requests day after day after day, and it never looked like God met them. Occasionally he did, but the bulk of the list continued to grow on. What I've learned in the past few years is simply my prayers have shifted to this. Father, what are you giving me today? Who are you giving me to love? What do you want me to know? What are you pressing in my heart today? And my whole mentality has shifted, not from trying to do things for God, even great things for God, even trying to pray down revivals or all the gymnastics we've gone through, hoping God will finally see us, take us as sincere enough and move in our hearts. God already wants to move in your heart. God wants you to learn to walk alongside him, to go with him. So in the knowing and the surrendering we talked about last time, Then we'll learn to follow. And this is a lifetime process. I don't know that I'm any better, I hope I am, at following God today than I was 15 years ago. I'm learning. I'm learning to follow that nudge in my heart. I'm learning to recognize when there's a thought running around my head that's bigger than me, that's better than me. And then I discover, ah, that's his thought or his idea. Or the reason that person's on my heart is because God wants me to give him a phone call, write an email, go by and visit. Learning to live with God instead of for him is what makes this relationship real in our hearts. It's the real essence of what it means to follow. Because if we want to really learn to walk with him, we really have to stop doing things for him. 